It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Ladies and gentlemen of America, this is AJC Radio, where we bring the message of justice all around the world. Tonight, our final part of our series, revisiting the abuse of vaccination in America. Again, the final uh, show on that series. I'll tell you what, ladies and gentlemen, it's getting more and more out of control. People are calling each other names. People are calling the unvaccinated idiots, foolish, stupid. For what? Because they want to really exercise their right to choose. America spiraling out of control the abuse of the vaccination dilemma in America. Hang on to your seats, folks. We take off right now. There you have it. I'm Lamont Banks, along with David Banks, Kendrick Barnes, James Apollo, Samson Riddle, William Williams, and Clint Stewart tonight, and Demetrius Harper. As we get ready to get into this dialogue tonight, folks, it's, it's definitely important that we have this conversation. What is going on in this country? Why people are divided, in many cases, worse now down the middle than they were during the Trump administration. Not to excuse the Trump administration from the errors of their ways and the bad choices that were made there. Those are self-evident. But to be in a situation with President Biden, uh, the commander-in-chief, pushing these issues uh, to take away the rights of Americans to choose and then to demonize all those that choose differently is an absolute outrage. William, how important is this conversation tonight? You know, it's important. It's very important. I mean, what we're experiencing now is, again, another divide in an already divided country. We have people here that just don't have faith in the vaccine, uh, rightfully so. And then we have a government here that is forcing mandates, saying that if you want to preserve your job, you're going to have to get vaccinated. So now you're forcing these people into hardship situations where they're, you know, and, and every every side, they're, they're trying to consider themselves, consider their family, their health their well-being, and now all of a sudden you're saying, I don't trust the vaccine, or, and um, but you're telling me I'm going to have to get it. I'm risk, I think I'm, I'm putting myself at risk, and they're saying, well, you know, you may be putting yourself at risk by not getting it. You know, so there's all these sides, it's, and then you have the political spins that are going on, just these narratives that it, it's just insane. And, and to me, I was talking to a colleague today, I said, we, we, we're losing sight of the truth because of the political spins that are going on in this country and what people are seeing and doing and how they're reacting because of the, the political rhetoric. 
it's it's incredible. But we have to get to a basis of discussion about what is real here. We have we have a pandemic. We're coming out of this, hopefully. There's some that do not believe in the vaccines, and, and I understand that. And there's some that do, but we should not criticize and demonize those that choose to take it or not. Well, the bottom line is, look, as of today, 66 million people have not been vaccinated. 66 million people. Uh, all of these people are horrible people, according to President Joe Biden. All these people are horrible, according to news analysts, even the sports network. You know the, the controversy going on with Kyrie Irving uh, right now in, in New York with the Brooklyn Nets. Stephen A. Smith is one of the most idiotic people I have ever heard, and arrogant people, to try to demonize athletes because they choose to stand up for their rights. And Kyrie Irving, I saw today, came out and began to answer. He said, all of these people calling me names. He said, all I'm trying to do is stand up for what's right for me and my family. And you got Stephen A. attacking people on uh, first take. Uh, and one of the guys, his, his name escapes me, really was saying, man, people have the right to choose. It's not your call. That's right. And had, God forbid, something had happened to Stephen A., where he got COVID after the vaccination, maybe he would shut his mouth in. He's just out of control, this guy. And you can count many Stephen A. Smith people out there that are are vehemently attacking uh, Americans for saying, I choose not to do this because of the risk that it takes. I talked to a young lady at, uh, at a gas station a few weeks ago, told me that uh, she suffers some different things uh, medically in her body. And she said, if I was to take the vaccine, uh, I would probably, without question, die and suffer from massive brain clots. And blood, excuse me, blood clots. She said, I know that would happen to me because just from what she's reading up and what her doctors are advising her, there are actual doctors saying, do not take this vaccine. It is a risk. So if it's a risk at any level, just because... Some people were able to take it and some were not, but there were people that took it and it killed them. I told you the story last week about the young man uh, whose father was told he had to get vaccinated to go on a cruise with his with his, fam- with his uh, son and took the vaccine, went into major relapse, I mean not relapse, but major medical emergency. Within six weeks, this man was dead. Dead. So... Look, they can spare me all of that. To me, that's absolutely idiotic. And it's just to call uh, fellow Americans out, uh, it's not only Americans, the people around the world are saying this vaccine is not safe to take. And I don't care if you have 90% of the population in the United States that took it. Doesn't guarantee me or anybody else that chooses to stand for their rights. Uh, you got Biden going out on a campaign, a tour with companies to say, if these people don't get the vaccine, you need to get rid of them. That's the kind of, that's, that's the kind of insanity Biden is, is, is doing right now. He's made a mess of this country. And divided, uh, he's, he's right there. Divided this country over the vaccinated uh, and the unvaccinated. We're going to get into a lot more discussions here on the other side of the break. Uh, Dylan, I believe, Dave, is it safe still? 
from ESPN. Yeah, Sage Steele, one of them. You, know, you mentioned Kyrie Irving. Mm-hmm. Also talking about uh, Dr. Patricia Lee. Mm-hmm. It's in a letter to the FDA. She's a, a prominent ICU uh, uh, doctor who has seen all sorts of injuries from the COVID vaccine. And she said, look, I got to speak out. She says inconceivable to her that other doctors aren't seeing the same things when she's dealing with patients that are having many adverse reactions to the vaccine. But nobody wants to talk about it. And even Joe Rogan, who took ivermectin, he became a, a, a whipping boy of Don Lemon and CNN uh, because he took ivermectin. So and he got well. So the vaccine is not the only way to treat the virus. But if you don't get the vaccine in this country, it's like uh, uh, you're the scum of the earth. Well, you're segregating. That's it. You've implemented segregation. That's it. Uh it's absolutely uncomprehendable to me that this is even been uh, that it's gone to this level with people and they got uh, Biden with it saying, quoting him, I would never mandate the vaccine ever. I would never do that. But then he comes back and says, our patience is running them. You need to take the vaccine. He's lying through and he teeth. made this statement, and I'm going to go to break on this one. He said that when the hurricane season hit, just how insane Mr. Biden is. The hurricane season hits. They say, Mr. President, what do we do to prepare for the hurricane season? You know what Joe Biden said? The best way to deal with these tragedies of nature, go get vaccinated. This is absolutely insane. The dude's off the reservation. It has nothing to do with that. It has nothing to do with that. Hurricane season will stop if you get a needle in your arm. We may be able to slow the hurricane hurricane season down. I tell you what, this is unprecedented times, ladies and gentlemen. Feel free to dial into this show, 646-200-0628, 646-200-0628. This is AJC Radio, the abuse of the vaccination. Our final part of our series concludes tonight. This is AJC Radio. We'll be right back. Say goodbye to affordability and say hello to losing control. Discover Price Gougesol, the latest outrageously expensive drug from Big Pharma. It's impossible to afford and reverses the ability to pay other bills. Because drug companies raise prices to pay for commercials like this one, side effects may include overdrawn bank accounts, Bad credit scores, higher health care costs, children who don't get Christmas presents, and in some cases, the need to stop taking your medicine. If you experience any of these side effects, contact your financial advisor right away. Out-of-control drug costs are no joke. Yet nine of the ten biggest pharma companies spend more on advertising than research and development. Let's solve the cost crisis now. Visit CSRXP.org. For a kid whose mom or dad is in prison, life is tough. Now add a wrongful conviction to that. Life just got a little bit tougher. Trying to explain to friends why mom or dad is not at the school play or at the ball game is something that no kid should ever be faced with. Especially if mom or dad is innocent. Ladies and gentlemen, get involved today to stop the epidemic 
of wrongful convictions. By remembering a just cause with a monthly, annual, or one-time donation, you can help in the fight against wrongful convictions. Call a just cause today, 1-855-529-4252. We seek justice for the children as they go to bed at night and mom's not there. Dad's not in the other room to make them feel safe. Not because dad or mom did anything wrong, because justice could not be found. Join us for the children, for they truly are our future. I wish I was in school. Or a book report to give. I wish I was in school. I'll stay after class. I'll clean the chalkboard. I'll do extra homework. I'll skip recess. I wish I was in school. I wish I was in school. I really wish I was in school. School ends, but free lunches for your kids don't have to. Find your local food bank at feedingamerica.org slash summer meals for help. Together, we're Feeding America. We know you care. Now is time. Time to change the face of justice. Did you know that minority and youth participation in juries is extremely low to non-existent? The incidence of youth and minority offenders facing trials have exploded. Youth and minorities are not being represented as they should be. We must represent for people to get fair trials. If you acquire a state ID or driver's license, it allows you to register to vote. And it allows you to become eligible for jury service. If you're 18, a U.S. citizen with a state ID or driver's license and registered to vote, you're eligible to be called for jury duty. If called and selected, make it your duty to serve. We can't get justice without you. Change. 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 Change the face of justice. Check your local county or state jury service website for further details. Columbine. Virginia Tech. Tucson. Aurora. Fort Hood. Oak Creek. Newtown. 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 How many more? How many more? How many more colleges? How many more classrooms? How many more movie theaters? How many more houses of faith? How many more shopping malls? How many more street corners? How many more? How many more? Enough. 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 Demand a plan. Right now. As a mom. As a dad. As a friend. As a husband. As a wife. As an American. As an American. As an American. As a human being. For the children of Sandy Hook. Demand a plan. No more lists of names. It's not too soon. It's too late. Now is the time. Before we all know someone who loves someone on that list. No more lists. No more. Who they might have been. No more. If we had just done something yesterday. It's time. We can do better than this. We can do better than this. It's time. 
It's time. It's time for our leaders to act. Demand a plan. Right now. Right now. You! Demand it! Enough. 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 Good morning, students, and welcome to Career Day. I hope you're excited to hear about all the great things you can do when you grow up. Hi, everyone. I'm Emily. I'm super excited to introduce my dad because he's my hero. When I was little, my dad was away a lot. But I was okay with that because he was doing this really important work driving ambulances in Iraq. Now he's at home, which is great for me because I get to see him every day now. And he's still the biggest hero I know because he tells all the ambulances and the fire engines where to go and rescue people when there's an emergency. I'm so proud of him. He's awesome. He's my dad. If your service-connected disability prevents you from continuing in your civilian career, Voc Rehab offers counseling, training with a living allowance, education, and other services to help prepare you for your next mission. Ladies and gentlemen, AJC Radio tonight, as we begin this journey, if you will, uh, regarding in our final push in the abuse of vaccination, uh, uh, basically forcing vaccinations in this country. Uh, We did a part one last week. This will conclude that series tonight. Uh, Really, really out of control. That is really troubling. People are being threatened. People are getting in fights. Uh, the country is absolutely divided uh, as a result of the vaccination uh, rhetoric, if you will, that President Biden is pushing out here today um, is really, really bad. Uh, I'm going to read this story. Ohio vaccination to school scholarship drawing offers added incentive to choose to vaccinate. We talked about this before where they had even a lottery uh, that somebody won, was it a million dollars? A million dollars. Million dollars. Yeah, to be put Colorado. in, how much? It was a million dollars, but they did it four different times. So if they put in, say, people, you can get vaccinated, your name goes into a drawing uh, to win a million dollars, but the way you get put in the drawing is to be vaccinated. And my thing is, what good is that going to do you if you're dead? I mean, there should be some type of law uh, against such solicitation, if you will, uh, and people that are hurting financially. You take a vulnerable society that is vulnerable due to COVID. Jobs have been lost. Money has been lost. You already know if you put the right number on the table. Do you know how many people are going to get into that drawing? How many people are going to do that? Because things have been so bad over the last couple of years, uh, it's one of those things that that we have to uh, definitely deal with. Dave, go ahead. Well, one of the things that bothered me about that drawing is, at least here in Colorado, I'm assuming everywhere else, is that you didn't actually have to enter into it. 
just by getting the vaccine, you were entered into the drawing. So that meant that whoever was doing the drawing, which was the state, had access to your medical records, has a list of everybody that was vaccinated. Why do you have that list? Why do you need that list? It's on. It's absolutely. You can't even wrap your hands around it. Samson, go ahead. No, I was just sitting here looking at like some of the incentives by state. I mean, California beat us hands down. Ten winners selected on June fifteenth win cash prizes of one point five million dollars each. Mm-hmm. They are bribing people to basically exactly. be guinea pigs. They don't know what this this mRNA that they're injecting in their body is really going to do them like we covered on last week's show. They have no clue. But the fact of the matter is, like, oh, well, we need a test group for this, this vaccination, so we're going to go ahead and put this money on the table. Now, we know you might not live long enough to collect, but we're going to put it out there for you anyways. And I mean, and you just go down. There's a list here on uh, NGA.org that they show in this every single state's incentives. To go out there and get vaccinated, and, and they're targeting kids ages 12 and over. You don't even have to be a legal adult to win these things. Well, I saw this yesterday on the news that they were the vaccine was about ready for FDA approval for children. Was about to be released. I don't know if anybody else saw that. Um, and you know what they're going to do when kids start dying like that and getting sick? There'll be an outcry. Oh my God, what have we done to our children? Go, go ahead and call uh, Mr. Joe Biden. He's behind it. He's pushing it at a level, and we're going to hear his comments on that here. Uh, everything is about his agenda, what he wants to do. Not about that you care about the American people. Not that you care about the economy that is tanking as a result of people walking out of jobs to exercise their constitutional right not to be vaccinated if they choose not to. But you want to get on the on, on in front of the White House and talk about and talk about that you have a right uh, that you don't have a right to choose. Uh, we were talking earlier. I'm getting we're getting ready to play a clip real quick uh, after Williams' comment of this pilot that is is telling you exactly how it is. Uh, and you're going to hear from him in a moment. Uh, William, go ahead. You know, one of the things that I also want our listeners to understand. This does not only impact those that are working in site. I mean, on site, sorry, not in site, on site. This is also it's something that is being mandated to some of the remote workers. So some of the organizations that are there, they're taking this up and they're saying, no, this is a mandate. It doesn't matter if you work from home. Well, there are companies that are kicking back, yeah. pushing back against that because they have to. Yeah. You, because if you, you want to say somebody that's in their home, that's safe in their home, working, has to leave their job to go get tested when they're quarantined, basically, That's right. in their home already. Uh, some companies are pushing back on that with people that are standing up to that. So uh, we're going right now hear from a pilot uh, that was talking about his choice to take the vaccine, uh, and we're going to hear what he has to say. Let's play the clip. I've been an airline pilot for 18 years, and now I'm facing an ultimatum. Not a choice, but an ultimatum. I'm being told in order to continue my career as an airline pilot, I must be vaccinated, which really means I have to choose between putting food on the table for my family and my freedom of choice. Whether you believe in vaccination is the right thing to do or not, the situation goes far beyond health. We, the American people, have fought for freedom for 257 years. We go around the world spreading ideas of freedom and democracy. 
We help other countries and people fight for their freedoms while ours are being stripped away. You may think being forced to wear a mask or get a vaccination is insignificant, but when you begin to compile mandate after mandate and loss of freedom after freedom, it becomes very significant. As each thing is taken away, we face what is known as the shifting baseline syndrome. This syndrome changes our idea of a new and acceptable normal. Soon, we will not remember what it was like to have the freedoms we once did. Our children and our grandchildren will experience less freedom and they won't have the privilege or the pleasure to enjoy the same choices our parents had or that we have. If we give into these mandates and we do not stand up for our freedom of choice, we dishonor every armed service person over the last 257 years. A disservice to the people who have fought and bled for the very freedoms we enjoy. Whether you believe in vaccination or not, I'm standing up for your freedom of choice. You may support the vaccine mandates because they fall in line with your current beliefs. But if we let this happen now, there will be a day when what you're told to do will not fall in line with your beliefs. If we do not stand together and fight back in one voice, soon we could be told where to live, what job we will do, what religion to believe, and how many children we can have. Do you really want someone telling your children or your grandchildren what, when, and how they will live every minute of their lives? It's time we take a stance. It's time we fight for our freedom of choice while we still can. Join us. Wow, what powerful words there. Dave, your thoughts on that pilot? You see this more and more, that people are losing their jobs because they won't take the vaccine, because they're afraid of it or they have health problems. I mean, I talked to a woman this week that had COVID, recovered, She needs to get a vaccine to keep her job at Cal Poly in California, and she can't get it. Her doctor actually told her because of her health problems, she can't get the vaccine. But because the doctor works for Kaiser Permanente, they won't give her a waiver because Kaiser Permanente will not give any waivers. So when you hear this um, pilot talking about how people can lose their jobs over nothing, this is what it is. You're, you have nothing to show. Why should I lose my job? They say that the unvaccinated are ones that are spreading this virus. But you hear about the vaccinated getting the virus. So it's not the unvaccinated spreading it. It's whoever happens to get it, whether you're vaccinated or not. So why are the unvaccinated being penalized? Well, because what this, is what, this is what I call, and, and President Biden, I hope you're listening, the big lie. They went months talking about President Trump's big lie. He's been selling a lie. He's been selling a lie. That is what it is. You're doing exactly the same thing. You're selling the lie about the vaccinations. So you try to figure out, how do you sleep at night? You went for four years. And I'm please do not get me wrong. I'm not defending President Trump. The stuff he did and the things that were done speak for themselves. Nobody's put a defense to President Trump. But what type of hypocrisy is this? You you talk about him, well, we need somebody to come in and heal the nation and bind, bring us back together as a people. You have divided them worse by taking their choice away. That just that is absolutely ridiculous to me how people get on there 
on their little soapbox of indignation against President Trump. You guys are all the same. And in this case, in my opinion, you're a heck of a lot worse. President Trump, you knew what you were going to get. You did know that. Nobody was sitting up believing, uh, singing Kumbaya as President Biden got voted into the White House, that we were going to see good change. We have seen nothing but chaos behind this president. And it is what it is, Demetrius. And Mont, you brought up a good point about the hypocrisy. Listen to the pilot. Doesn't that sound somewhat like a communist country? Deciding, hey, you, you got to be vaccinated. Hey, and what I liked about him, if, if we don't take a stand, and I totally agree with him now, what else? Uh, he, he mentioned religion. Kids you have. That sounds exact. We always talk about, and you mentioned the hypocrisy. Well, we're not like Russia. We're not like China. They're doing the exact same thing. And to your point with this hypocrisy, you're doing the exact, at least we know what we get from Russia and China and these countries. But in, in our country, that was the, the land of the free, the home of the it's a bunch of crap. It's really ridiculous uh, when you sit back and think <clears throat> uh, what we're dealing with uh, in regards to the narrative that's being spoken now um, is absolutely, it's to the point where you have to pinch yourself. Man, is this happening? And it, look, people may want to lash out at me or this organization because we're speaking. Let me tell you something very carefully. A just cause is about calling out injustice wherever it is. I don't care if that's President Trump. I don't care if it's Biden. I don't care if it's the next president that's coming on board in four years. The bottom line is you have to call wrong out. We, Our economy is beginning to sink to an all-time low. That's why governors are, are, are pushing back on the vac- forced vaccinations, the mandate for mask wearing. Now mask wearing is calling causing major health issues in people's uh, lives where they can't, they're not unable to breathe, they're unable to be healthy. Especially children. Children. And you got kids sitting in classrooms with masks on thinking, oh, we're doing, we're following the science. You are, that is completely a blatant lie. Well, and I'll just chime in, like, sir, I'd like to put some facts in here. This is John Hopkins University. New data says that a fully vaccinated person who experiences a breakthrough infection can spread the virus just as much as an un, as an unvaccinated person, period. This is John Hopkins. Everybody follows John Hopkins University, CNN, especially uh, Fox follows John Hopkins. Uh, they have one of their professors on there. But we continue to hear from people. This is a pandemic of the unvaccinated. It is not. It, it absolutely is not. And uh, I'll tell you what, uh, Kendrick, go ahead. And, and that kind of supports the next question. So you start hearing now from the White House that they're trying to combat all this misinformation. And so one thing you always hear every time they get, I think it's Dr. Zha from Brown University, they state anytime they get a doctor on there, this is the uh, a pandemic of the unvaccinated. So the question, and people just let that go off the hook with no, don't challenge what he just said. How does a person, you get COVID today, you go to the hospital. How do you know that you were next to a vaccinated or unvaccinated person? You don't know how you caught it. So how can – where is the empirical data that says that you walked up to an unvaccinated person who had just so happened to have COVID today? For some reason, he's out walking around feeling fine. You catch COVID. You go to the hospital. How do they track that information? That's not misinformation. 
There's no way to tell where you caught COVID if the person was vaccinated or unvaccinated. That's the misinformation. Well, here, well, here's the issue. They're calling it misinformation for one reason. Protect the narrative that everybody must be vaccinated. So we're going to, let's call this misinformation. We're trying to, no, you're scrambling to cover your lie. That's what you're doing. Misinformation? This is, no, this is true information. And they don't want the truth out there because the pharmaceutical companies are making millions of billions, if not billions of dollars through this pandemic. Manufacturers for masks, all these things. I, I was so shocked once things began to lift. All of these commercials on social media, on television, look at this mask. It, it's nice. It fits well. You, then they have one now that has a, a neon mouth on it that moves like a robot. That when you're t- Check this out, guys. This is really neat. This is about big business. And, and another thing is when Trump had COVID, and that's what was widely reported that he caught COVID, his treatment helped him recover quite fast. How come no one's working on treatment? Well, say, well, maybe there's a solution with a treatment that you don't have to take the vaccine. No, you already have that. You know, Joe Rogan took ivermectin. Within a day or two, he was done. I have another guy I know here, a business, a business associate. His mother-in-law had C- unvaccinated mother-in-law had COPD, asthma, and other respiratory issues. She took Regeneron, and I think ivermectin. She was feeling better in within 24 to 48 hours. But for some reason, uh, if you listen to Don Lemon on CNN, he's running around talk uh, dogging Joe Rogan for taking ivermectin. And, Iver, and, and Joe Rogan said his doctor prescribed it to him. He right. said he took ivermectin and the same uh, drug they gave listen, uh, Trump. And it's like a doctor told him to take yeah, it. And you, he's well. If you don't fall in line with this political garbage and the narrative that the White House is pushing, uh, because that's where it started from. It starts from the White House, from the top down. Uh, people are going to be huh? Dale Victory that was on this show made it clear that if you speak up and stand against this type of, of stuff, you would become a target. That's exactly what's happening. We're going to take a couple of calls right now to get the, uh, some thoughts from our listeners out here. Uh, I believe we have Nina Lopez, I believe. Go ahead, Nina. You're live on AJC Radio. Thank you for taking my call. Um, I totally agree with you. I think it's just a tragedy with what the government is doing to people's livelihoods, to their jobs, their form of income, their survival mode. That is totally wrong. Nobody should be forced to take this vaccination. You know, there's people that are vaccinated. They're still getting the virus. And some some people have actually lost their lives. So, you know, this is something that should be a choice, not forced to do something you don't want to do. I absolutely agree, and I I thank you for your comment on that. And she makes a good point. Uh, How do you have a DNR order, paperwork that you can sign in a hospital, refusing medication in a fatal situation? Say you come in, man, they can keep you alive. They can probably uh, help you recover possibly. Why is there a DNR? Because it's my right not to be resuscitated if I choose to. So if I come in in a bad accident and it says on here, we have a DNR uh, order here. Why is that? Supposedly because a person has the right to choose. Well, that goes back to the thing of like when you you go into a hospital, you have a right to refuse any type of treatment, any type of medication except COVID now. 
it doesn't it, make any sense. You know, except the COVID vaccine. Now, now, oh no, you can't refuse it. You can refuse everything else. You can refuse any type of antibiotic, any type of you know, uh, painkiller you want, any type of drug. But no, you gotta, you gotta take this, and it's absolute insanity. And it goes back to the point, like you were saying, they're supporting the narrative, and they're just trying to. Ultimately, it's about control, and it's about big business. Without question. Let's go to the next caller. I believe we have Latanya. Go ahead. You're live on AJC Radio. Yes, I wanted to talk about the – this really bothers me a lot because one of the things it's doing is dividing not only the world but the workforce because your, your personal information is being given out that you're unvaccinated. You're being treated different by your supervisors, your, you know, and they're actually giving this information. I'm like, again, it's like where's HIPAA in, in all of this? It's like HIPAA went out the window with COVID, and it makes no sense. And I even heard, and I think it's horrible if it's true – that they are having kids are being pulled together and put into areas where they're being given the vaccination shot at schools without their parents' permission. I'm like, what is this? This is more and more you look at we're supposed to be a superpower, but other nations are doing better with the – they've lifted the mandate, and they're doing better. So what are we doing? No, point taken. Absolutely right. Thanks for your call, Latanya. Look, this is going to continue to spiral out of control. If you think this is the first pandemic we're going to run into in our lifetime, I can assure you you're not. we're not. There's going to be another crisis. Going to, these come, I forget what they said, how many years these pandemics come or happen. Uh, some of us may not be here, but our children will be here. Our grandchildren will be here uh, when it hits again. And what, what precedent are we setting in place now? Uh, we're going to take one more caller, Dave, then I'm going to get to you. I believe we have June on the line. June, go ahead. You're live on AJC Radio. Hi. Thank you. Um, I wanted to make a comment about um, the job situation. It's getting increasingly difficult to find company, especially if you work for a Department of Defense, a contractor, or a federal employee, because all of these companies are mandating that you get the vaccine uh, prior to coming on board. And it's just one company after another. I'm looking for a job and after I interview, I get an email. You must uh, get the vaccination before you start. And I think that's terrible. There are so many job openings out there. And I believe that many people are saying, no, I'm not going to get it. And um, is going to put the United States in jeopardy uh, because there will be so many open positions, positions that need to be filled, but they are mandating that vaccination. Yeah, that's a that's an outright shame. Thank you, June, for your call. Um, and that's why a lot of people are getting jobs remotely now, because there are exceptions being made uh, for people who are considered 100% remote. Uh, that may be an idea for anybody that's looking for work out here to look for absolutely 100% remote jobs where you don't have to drive into a facility. Um, this is, again, uh, and if it's at the Department of Defense, ladies and gentlemen, go ahead and give the White House a call and give uh, Joe Biden a thank you card. Thank you for cutting the economy down in this country and for having, as the pilot said, giving, and it's a good point. This is an ultimatum. It's not choice. You will either do it or else suffer the consequences. That's dictatorship. That's all that is. There's no other way to put it. 
that well, how can we say that? That's our president. We had no problem calling out Trump on his on his stuff. We're gonna call Biden out on his. It is what it is. And Biden, I would have never thought he would have walked in that White House and did what he did. And they're showing clip after clip after clip of lie after lie after lie. I will not man- no the, the no the uh, vaccine is not mandated. I would never push that. Really? You just said your patience is running thin, and we will protect the vaccinated from the unvaccinated. Basically, we will we will protect you from these animals. That's what he's saying. There's no other way to put it. It's a disgrace. Let's hear let's hear a little bit from Mr. Biden on it, since he said he would never mandate the vaccine. Let's hear what our president had to say. Let's play the clip. The 4th of July was the first major holiday where life felt almost normal, with most COVID restrictions lifted nationwide. Nearly 2 million people passed through TSA checkpoints every day this weekend, and gatherings on beaches and at parades were back in full swing. But the health officials in the White House aren't letting their guard down. 67% of U.S. adults have received at least one dose. That's short of the president's goal of 70%. The rapidly spreading Delta variant is renewing efforts to get more shots and arms to avoid a major surge in cases. NBC News Now correspondent Dasha Burns is following the latest COVID headlines this morning. Dasha, good morning. So we've, of course, talked quite a bit about outreach and programs to get people who've been on the fence about the vaccine to go ahead and get the shot, like bringing the shot to places where they're going to be anyway, commuter hubs, things like that. So tell us about this later push, this latest push to vaccinate more Americans. Hey, Savannah, good morning. Yeah, as you mentioned, a lot of celebration over the weekend. And even though the White House fell short of their goal of 70% by the 4th of July, President Biden still striking a pretty optimistic tone over the weekend, but also saying that getting vaccinated is the most patriotic thing that Americans could do. And Savannah, while so many folks celebrated, breathed a sigh of relief that we're rounding the bend here with the pandemic, there are still many parts of this country where the vaccination rate is lagging. Looking at states like Mississippi, where uh, the amount of people with one dose is just 36 percent. Louisiana, where that number is 39 percent. States like Idaho, Wyoming, Alabama, 40 percent of people with at least one dose. And those are the areas where those low vaccination rates are making those communities more vulnerable to the Delta variant, which is spreading, especially among that unvaccinated population, Savannah. Yeah, absolutely. And now, Dasha, I have one to ask you about that's concerning. It's sad. The CDC is now investigating the death of a 13-year-old Michigan boy who died days after getting his second dose of the Pfizer vaccine. What are you learning about that investigation and what might have happened here? Hey, Savannah. Yeah, uh, 13-year-old Jacob Kleinick died in his sleep three days after receiving his second dose of the Pfizer vaccine. His aunt telling the Detroit Free Press that he was healthy with no underlying conditions. And the county health department in Saginaw County, where uh, Jacob was from, telling local press confirming the CDC is investigating whether there is a correlation between his death and the vaccine. And that is the important thing to note here, Savannah. There are still a lot of questions. There is not yet a confirmed connection between his death Mm -hmm. and the vaccine. And uh, examiners say that it could still be months before this investigation is complete. Absolutely important context there. Dasha, also let's say on Pfizer, researchers in Israel say the vaccine is less effective against the Delta variant. 
How much protection do people have? What's Pfizer saying about this? And if you got this shot, is there anything you need to know? Yeah, Israel's health ministry uh, saying that Pfizer is less effective against the Delta variant. Well, there you have it. 13-year-old Jacob. Dead three days. Is it three days after he took the vaccine? Also, we have the president's language as you are patriotic if you're vaccinated, which means the unvaccinated are bums. That's what you're saying. We're not patriotic. People across the country are not patriotic if they exercise their constitutional right. Well, I thought patriotism came at the at the hand of the Constitution. So how is it possible a violation of one's constitutional rights makes them non-patriotic when they're trying to exercise that right? You have got to be kidding me. We got another caller. I believe we have Amber on the line. Amber, you're on AJC Radio. Go ahead, please. Yeah, thank you for taking my call. Um, I just wanted to make a comment about the fear that they're putting in these people. Um, you know, wearing the mask, has affected me and my family more than the virus itself. My kids can't go to school because it creates a bloody nose. Um, they have all this head issues. Um, you know, it just, it's turned their world upside down. So they can't go to school. They can't interact with their friends. You know, they can't live the life of a normal child. Um, for work, I schedule appointments for people to get stuff like the vaccine. And there's people I've scheduled who have had the vaccine and got the virus twice. You know, I believe it's all about the fear. Um, they want to control people. So they in places fear, um, and people follow other people. So it just, it's ridiculous. Um, I haven't taken the vaccine myself and I don't plan on taking it. Um, I don't wear a mask and I've been healthier now than I ever have my whole life. So I think it's all nonsense, and it's just about control. I uh, appreciate your call, Amber. Thanks for your comments. And look, I'll tell you right now that uh, that's exactly what's going on here. Now, the White House would like you to believe that caller just gave misinformation. These are the facts that's affecting her life, her children's life, as it is. And again, down to the mask, all the nonsense uh, Dr. Fauci was pushing I don't know how many lies he has told. I believe he's probably broke a couple of records. Back and forth, lie after lie. But they accuse us of those that do the research, those that are doing the investigative stuff, that we're simply misinformed. We are absolutely uh, informed, and I appreciate that call. We got another caller. Liz, uh, you're on AJC Radio. Go ahead. Yes, thank you for taking my call. I work at a medical institution, and I see a lot of hesitancy because I've seen people uh, of a heard about people that have gotten the vaccination, but they still get COVID. So it's like maybe that's why a lot of medical people are kind of hesitant. They kind of really know the behind stories. And it's a tragic. All this time during the pandemic, many of these people worked so many hours. They didn't take off. And now their their jobs are threatened. It's really a tragic, and I hate the fact that they're taking away our freedom. This is not right. And I just wanted to thank you for taking my call. No, thank you for calling. We appreciate your comment on that. And, David, you said before, take the vaccine off the table. The recovery rate in the country, is that at 99 point something percent? 
recovery. Yeah, the, the total number is 98.2. For those outside, not over age 65, they're all well over 99% survival rate. So how are you mandating something? That the numbers for, don't add up, right? Yeah, for 99% of the population who survived, you're mandating that they take vaccines. It just doesn't make sense. People survived COVID. And that's that's not cheapening the deaths of people who actually die from COVID because people die from a myriad of of issues. But uh, life comes to everybody, and it's sad that people die, and I I would never cheapen that. It's sad every time you lose somebody. But it's not within the providence of men to control such things and to completely resolve such problems as such as that are that deal with life and death well to, to amber's point it's fear mongering that's what they're doing they, they don't want to tell you that a 98 year old grandma down in iowa got sick with covid uh and recovered at the height of the pandemic 98 years old okay not the healthiest person but you know what she recovered from COVID. She wasn't vaccinated. But you know how long it took for that story and stories like hers to start being reported? Because you can't block social media. It's going to get out. People are going to say, why are you not telling this story? Because we don't want to cut down the billions of dollars that's being uh, 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 acquired by a pharmaceutical companies. Somebody's in somebody's pocket. That's what you're dealing with here. Well, I think it's also, um, and there's a, a doctor out of California. Um, I want you to hold that thought real quick, David. Okay. I'm going to go to our last caller we have, get, okay. them, get them out, and then we're going to come to that point. Wayne, go ahead. You're on AJC Radio. Your point, please. Your comments you'd like to make. Hey, thanks for taking my call. Uh, the point yep. that I want to make is I am sick and tired of the media pushing this narrative that COVID is going to kill everyone. I mean, they try to compare it to smallpox, which had a 30% mortality rate, and COVID's death rate is comparable to the flu. It it is so bad at what they're doing and trying to fear-monger everyone into getting this vaccine when you have people that are getting the vaccine passing on the flu. I I watched a little bit of Joe Rogan's podcast the other day where he was talking to Sanjay Gupta, and he wanted to know why CNN is lying on him, why they're spreading so much information, and he just hit him with fact after fact after fact about the survival rates, how it's impacting young people, and he really didn't have anything to say on the show to counteract that, but then he goes back on CNN, and it's like, well, you know, these crazy folks that don't want COVID, we just have to, you know, we just have to deal with them. And so I'm glad AJC Radio is speaking out against that, and thanks for taking my call. And we appreciate that. Uh, thanks for your comments on that. And, and David, I'd like you to get to the point of this of this doctor. Yeah, I, I want to comment on Wayne. Wayne's talking about the media. The Absolutely. media doesn't want to report anything bad about the vaccine. They just want to continue to push the vaccine. They don't. Again, they don't report uh, alternative treatments that that are working for people. Only vaccine, vaccine or die. Um, there's a doctor, Patricia Lee, who's a California ICU doctor, who recently, on September 28, uh, 2021, sent a letter to both the head of the F- uh, FDA and the CDC. I'll read a little bit of her letter. She said, as a physician, I am compelled by conscience 
to write this letter. Now, keep in mind, nobody's reported on this. I saw a little bit on Fox reported on one of their shows, but there's still not having been any sort of major reporting by mainstream media. I am a fully vaccinated. I am fully vaccinated for COVID-19, Dr. Lee says, but my experience this year treating patients in a busy ICU does not comport with claims made by federal health authorities regarding the safety of the COVID-19 vaccine. I am a licensed physician practicing in the state of California. I obtained my medical degree from the University of Southern California and received my postgraduate training at Georgetown University and Harvard-affiliated hospitals. I've been a doctor for more than 20 years, and I've never witnessed so many vaccine-related injuries until this year. As a fully vaccinated physician, I feel pained admitting this, but I am compelled by conscience to state the facts as I observe them on the front line. And she goes on to describe many of these COVID-19 vaccine-related injuries. And this is one doctor. Uh, and she, she says she finds it shocking that only one doctor is actually talking about uh, the, the COVID-19 adverse events that, that are taking place uh, because she knows if she is actually seeing that other doctors are seeing it. But uh, sadly, nobody, everybody's uh, carrying water, it seems like, for the administration, for the Biden administration, and pushing the vaccine. Uh, and that's, th this is the, the disgusting country, and people are just being, there's, why are Americans so, e many Americans so easily manipulated by the administration instead of actually going out and check facts? And because the media obviously is in bed with the Biden administration because they refuse to report even facts like this doctor. And hopefully her courage to come out and speak, she said it pains her to do it, but her conscience just would not allow her to stay silent anymore. Hopefully some other physicians will follow her lead. Well, and the bottom line is she'll be attacked by mainstream media. Ah, this doctor doesn't matter. If she posts something like that on Facebook, they take it down. You post it on YouTube, that's, that's against our uh, policy of guidelines of, of, of posting. It's misinformation. It is, uh, it's misinformation. We, that doesn't go with, that doesn't jive with our policies and procedures of information on YouTube or on Facebook or on Twitter. If you speak out against any of this garbage, and to the doctor, I salute you. We honestly did our best to try to get her for this show tonight. Uh, once uh, 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 it was sent to us to try to reach her. Uh, we were unable to reach her, but we will reach her uh, and tell her thank you for your courage, for standing up. And to every doctor, every nurse, every medical professional out there, to the lady we had on our show last week, for speaking up and saying, I chose to stand for my right. We salute you at AJC Radio and Just Cause. It's critically important that we do that. And just to, I'm going to go ahead and mention one, one patient. Now, this is an outrageous reaction to the vaccine uh, that Dr. Lee said, one of her patients. She said, a, a otherwise healthy patient under age 40 developed low back pain and had an episode of urinary incontinence after receiving the COVID-19 vaccine. The day after the second dose, the patient felt numbness and tingling down one leg. The symptoms rapidly progressed such that a few days later, the patient was admitted to the hospital for bilateral leg paralysis. Oh, wow. uh, MRI showed, uh, that's another medical term I won't say, weekly follow-up imaging showed that the process continued to worsen and ascend despite maximal uh, medical therapy. 
Eventually, patient became a quadriplegic, blind, and had a, a tra uh, tra tracheostomy plate. Patient developed autonomic dysfunction, which is an irregular heart rate and hypertension, and became cogniz cognitively impaired. That's from taking the vaccine. So yep. this is a doctor speaking out. Now, people need to know and need to be educated on the fact some people may not have these reactions. Others will. So the fact that people would like to mitigate risk, everybody has different appetites for risk in this country. Every person has a freedom to uh, uh, evaluate their life for what they think is a risky procedure and move forward and should not be forced by a tyrannical uh, Biden administration. No, absolutely right. Listen, we're going to be coming right back. Clint, I want to get you on the other side of the break. Uh, a lot more to, cut, to, to bring to you tonight, the abuse of vaccination. We're coming back with Barbara Lowe Fisher. She's co-founder and president of the National Vaccine Information Center. Uh, we're going to be talking to her, getting her perspective on this. She is uh, president of that center, uh, a nonprofit charity. She established in the U.S. in 1982 with parents of DBT, excuse me, DPT vaccine injured children to prevent vaccine injuries and deaths through pub, through uh, public education. Uh, we salute her, another soldier on the front lines. Ladies and gentlemen, hang on. The abuse of vaccinations running rampant in America. This is AJC Radio. We'll be right back. You can tell a lot about someone by what they spend their money on, their priorities, their concerns, and their motives. Big Pharma says their top priority is research and development. They say the prescription drug costs are so high because they spend so much on research. But the simple truth is nine out of the 10 biggest pharma companies spend 50% more on advertising than they do on research and development. It's true. Tens of billions more. The more they spend, the clearer it becomes. Big pharma's priorities are more ads, more sales, and higher costs to you. It's time for Big Pharma to get their priorities straight. Americans deserve open and honest prescription drug pricing. Let's solve the cost crisis now. Visit CSRXP.org. Do you know anyone who's been sent to prison who's innocent? The United States is experiencing record numbers of exonerations in cases where people were wrongfully convicted of crimes they did not commit. If you believe that no one should be sent to prison for crimes they didn't commit, there is something that you can do today. By remembering a just cause with a monthly, annual, or one-time donation, you can help in the fight against wrongful convictions. Call a just cause at 855-529-4252 or visit a-justcause.com and click the donate button. A just cause is a 501c3. Wrongful convictions are wrong. Let's be the voice of those who can't speak from behind the wall. Because I'm 16, I can't drive at night. Because I'm 16, I can't work past 10 o'clock on a school night. Because I'm 16, I can't get a cell phone contract without my parents. Because I'm 16, I can't get a flu shot without my mother's consent. At 16, I'm not old enough to watch an R-rated movie alone. Because I'm 16, I can't buy a lottery ticket. I can't vote. I can't drink. I can't smoke. 
I can't join the military. Because I'm 16, I can't sit on a jury, but I can be tried as an adult. I can get a lifetime criminal record. If I get arrested, my parents don't have to be notified. Because I'm 16, my mother had to sign this consent form so that I can participate in this video. But I can go to an adult prison. But I can go to Rikers Island. But I can be sent to Attica. My name is Michael Corriero. I was a judge for 28 years in the criminal courts of the state of New York. New York is one of only two states in the entire nation that it automatically tries children as young as 16 as adults. We need to change that. Last week, my father sent me to my room. Next week, a judge could sentence me to an adult prison. We need to judge children as children. It's time to raise the age of criminal responsibility in New York. Right now, uh, while you're looking at this on your screen in your hand or on your computer, there's somebody just like you who's sitting in a prison cell. And they didn't do much more than you did, you know, some crazy weekend. You didn't get caught. They got caught. And they can never get uncaught. The United States of America is now the number one incarcerator of human beings in the world, in the history of the world. Uh, we have about 5% of the world's population. We have 25% of the world's prisoners. Um, we, are, we have more people locked up than China. China, who has a billion people, they got fewer prisoners than we do. You know, a lot of times people say, well, if you don't want to do the time, don't do the crime. Really? Have, have you ever committed a crime? You got people who are doing more drugs in on college campuses and uh, uh, yacht clubs, country clubs. We all know that's going on, but the SWAT team never shows up there. The SWAT team shows up in the housing projects where you got poorer people doing fewer drugs, and those people go to prison. But think about it. What if one of the times when you were breaking the law, when you had something illegal in your pocket, in your car, at your party, the police had kicked in those doors? Would you want to be known for the rest of your life based on what happened that night? That is what is happening to millions of people. If rich folks' kids get in trouble, they go to rehab. Poor folks' kids get in trouble, they go to prison. And you spend $100,000 per year per kid to lock a kid up. When you could have spent a fraction of that and turned them into a NASA scientist, turned them into a, a fashion icon, when people come home from prison, they're not given the opportunity to start over. You leave a physical prison and you go into a social prison where you can't get a job, you can't get a student loan, you can't rent an, rent an apartment. How are people supposed to start over? And what happens to neighborhoods when you take a disproportionate number of people out for minor offenses and you send them back home with no hope and no opportunity? There are no more excuses to have this horrible system continue when there is now finally bipartisan agreement that it is a tragedy to do this. Not only do you have President Obama and the Democrats, you now actually have uh, people like Paul Ryan, Koch Industries, Newt Gingrich, all saying the same thing. We are locking up too many people. We're wasting too much money. We're, we're wasting too much genius in America, and it's time to do something. We have a big problem, and we need your help.
It's happening on college campuses, at bars, at parties, even in high schools. It's happening to our sisters and our daughters. Our wives and our friends. It's called sexual assault, and it has to stop. We have to stop it. So listen up. If she doesn't consent, or if she can't consent, it's rape, it's assault. It's a crime. It's wrong. If I saw it happening, I was taught you have to do something about it. If I saw it happening, I speak up. If I saw it happening, I'd never blame her. I'd help her. Because I don't want to be a part of the problem. I want to be a part of the solution. We need all of you to be part of the solution. This is about respect. It's about responsibility. It's up to all of us to put an end to sexual assault. And that starts with you. Because one is too many. Ladies and gentlemen, to AJC Radio, I tell you what, the temperature is rising here at AJC Radio as we have been in conversation uh, that's heated, and it's that way for one reason. We are at a crossroad in this country right now regarding the vaccinated and the unvaccinated people in this country, uh, and this is what is very sad. I just, just came in from research. It says Southwest Airlines canceled 2,000 flights over last weekend. 2,000 flights. You're going into a holiday season push here in a couple of weeks. Uh, and Mr. Biden is tanking the economy from his push. Listen to this, this stat real quick. Biden's, Biden's vax mandate to be enforced by fining companies seventy thousand to seven hundred thousand dollars. Now he says we're going to enforce it even more and fine companies seventy to seven hundred thousand dollars for companies that do not get their their employees vaccinated. Are you kidding me? You have got to be kidding me. I think we got a call. Let's take that call. We're going to get into this discussion. Uh, I believe we have Donna June on the line. Donna June, welcome to Agency Radio. You're live. Thank you very much for taking my call. You know, I was thinking as I was listening, my family and I came to this country with the knowledge of wanting the freedom and opportunities. And both of those things, just just because of this uh, mandate, has been taken away. I, I am saddened today because I'm thinking about a coworker of mine. She has three kids, and she just got separated from her husband like three weeks ago. And this whole time she was saying, I am not taking the vaccine. I am not taking this vaccine. And I spoke with her today, and she said, I, there's nothing I can do. My family's in Alaska. I have to take it, or I'm going to lose my job. There is no way I can make it, you know. And one more point. I have a family member in California in the medical field, and he was saying, you know, they are forcing them pretty much and giving them incentive to call things COVID even when they're not and providing whatever incentive they do to hospitals. This is insanity. This is this is bad. For, what are we what are we leaving our children? You know, what fear that it's okay to just 
be bullied. This this is not okay. Thank you so much for for speaking up. And everybody needs to listen to this radio station because you guys really do talk about things that most people don't talk about. I appreciate your time. And we appreciate that. Uh, Thank you so much. Another sad story here, folks. Listen to this. Uh, and Donahue, thank you for your call. It says President Joe Biden didn't announce a COVID. Let me tell you how he got this in. Check this out. President Joe Biden didn't just announce a COVID-19 vaccine mandate on companies employing 100 or more people. He plans to enforce it. On Saturday, Speaker Nancy Pelosi's House quietly tucked an enforcement mechanism into their $3.5 trillion reconciliation bill, passed it out of the Budget Committee, and sent it to the House floor. Buried on page 168 of the House Democrats' 2,465-page mega bill is a tenfold increase in fines for employers that willfully, repeatedly, or even seriously violate a section of labor law that deals with hazards, death, or serious physical harm to their employees. The increased fines on employers could run as high as 70000 for serious infractions, and 700000 for willful or repeated violations, almost three-quarters of a million dollars for each fine. This is hidden from the American people. So the guy uh, writing this says, look, it's tucked in on page. When you got that many pages, they know you're going to miss it. So they say, well, it's the law. How corrupt and crooked is this system? And I, I'm an independent. I think it's 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 high time that... People just don't vote for the Democratic Party anymore because this is so far out of control, so evil, so tyrannical. It's it's just it's just hard to really wrap your head around. Go ahead, Dave. And you're going to see small businesses going out of business because they're not going to be able to handle everything that the government is putting on top of them. And this is what our country has always talked about is let's. Help the small business. Let's support the small business. But what they're doing is they're supporting the big business by doing something like this. Well, the small businesses, due to the pandemic, businesses went out that could never recover. You're telling me here that these businesses now, as America tries to bounce back from a pandemic, we will lose more businesses, not due to the pandemic, through uh, basically through the dictatorship of Joe Biden. That's what's happening here. So you want to get on TV and say, I'm from Delaware, a worker's community, a worker's town, but you hide in the bill. We're going to uh, find you enough that can shut you down. What good is that to the economy of this country right now? Well, you think about it. I mean, look at this as a big picture. You're going to, it's going to cause a huge unemployment spike, but those people are not going to get unemployment benefits because they, they're being considered that they willfully, I guess, were, that's right, you know, quit their jobs because they said, I'm exercising my right. So now you've got this huge spike, and then, and then the companies are coming back and saying, well, we have people to replace you. Now, they, didn't, you they may not be competent. They may, it may take some time to get them up to speed, but they're willing to, they're willing to say, well, because they are vaccinated, but we'll pull them in. But what have you done to the workers who have been committed over 15, 20, 30 years, faithful to their job, to their, to their community? You've thrown them that, away. That is absolute cruelty. You've thrown at them away. At its highest level. We're going to get into this. I, like, I got to bring our other special guests on. 
Barbara, Barbara Lowe Fisher, co-founder and president of National Vaccine Information Center. She has a resume to back up all of this. I'm going to let her introduce herself. We are honored and privileged, uh, Barbara, to have you on our show. Are you with us? I am with you, and I love listening to you talk because this is a ritualistic persecution of Americans who refuse to give up the right to autonomy, which is the first and most important fundamental human right. And Absolutely. I, as I said in a commentary that I published uh, several weeks ago, the Orwellian message is the life of any person who dissents from government policy must be systematically destroyed. We have never, ever seen this kind of tyranny in the United States, in modern times at least. I mean, we fought no. the revolution here in this country to get away from the idea that a king can tell us what we yes. can and cannot do. And that's exactly what we're seeing from the federal government right now. Dissenters are told they're selfish, they're characterized as an enemy of the state for simply defending the human right to inform consent to medical risk-taking. That's and, right. And this is not something – I mean they are turning people against each other. They're segregating and discriminating against people who are who choose make a medical decision not to get vaccinated. Some people are at higher risk than other people for being for having a vaccine reaction. They are refusing medical exemptions. They're refusing religious exemptions. This is there's no other word for it but tyranny. Well, listen, Barbara. Listen, I think you have a lot to add to this conversation. Let me just give them a brief rundown of who you just heard passionately uh, attack the condition of this nation right now. Barbara has been quoted in the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, the Washington Post, USA Today, Time, Newsweek, and many other national and global news outlets. She has debated more doctors on the subject of vaccination than any other American, including on NBC's The Today Show, as well as on CNN, MSNBC, Fox, and National Public Radio. Let me salute you, Barbara. For your well, thank uh, you. They won't let me work. talk on TV anymore. <laughs> well, hey, you got a platform here on AJC Radio. Listen, this goes out <laughs> to over 30 million people. So, hey, you do just fine. But Barbara, listen to me on this one. I want I want to get your perspective on this. Uh, uh, David was speaking to the fact. David, you can ask Barbara this one in regards. You said out of the report by the doctor here that you were quoting earlier. Right. How many people died that have been vaccinated? Yeah, we're talking to Dr. Patricia Lee, who had wrote the FDA and the CDC. Uh, all the out of all the patients that she mentioned that had severe injuries from the COVID vaccine, half of them died. So that's fifty percent of people that died in her care that that she talked about that had complications from the vaccine that she mentioned in a letter to the FDA and CDC. Yet, I don't see any. Mention of this by the mainstream no. media, by CNN, MSNBC, ABC, NBC, CBS, none of them are reporting anything. And now they, they wonder why people don't trust what they're telling us. And, and you you spoke to it, to it so eloquently exactly what's going on. It's, it's outright raw tyranny. And I'd like to put into perspective what your, the doctor had said, and that is the vaccine adverse event reporting system that's operated by the federal government, that, that centralized reporting system was a safety provision that I and other parents of DPT vaccine-injured children got in 1986 into the National Childhood Vaccine Injury Act that Congress passed. 
And that their system has been in operation since 1990, covering all the childhood vaccines, all the vaccines that we give in this country. And this is a very important statistic. There are about 1.5 million adverse events that have been reported after vaccination since 1990 for all vaccines. Now, we know that that's only about 1% of what actually occurs out there because doctors do not report. However, for COVID-19 vaccine, a quarter of a three quarters of a million vaccine adverse events have been reported. Over 750,000 adverse events have been reported after this vaccine, which is half of the total number of adverse events reported for all vaccines since 1990. Now, it's true you cannot say that every one of those adverse events is causally connected because the FDA does not follow up on all the events. But that, is, that statistic in itself tells a story. If half of the reactions that have been reported to this system are after COVID-19 vaccines, that means this vaccine is extremely reactive. Over 16,000 deaths have been reported. And again, this is less than 1% of what actually occurs, according to a 2011 study by the federal government itself. So this is a very serious situation. You're right, the media is not covering the other side of this story. They cover the COVID deaths, but they don't cover what's happening after vaccination. Right, absolutely. Uh, that's you, you. You try to wrap your hands around the fact: Is this happening? Am I in some dream somewhere where I woke up one morning and my rights were just stripped from me, and I'm being forced to put a needle in my arm where people have died from? Where do you where do you draw the line, uh, Clint? You had something for our guest. Yes, uh, Barbara. I don't know if you've ever met uh, Dr. Robert Malone, but uh, I'm sure you're familiar with that name because he's he's been yeah. out there and the media has lambasted him. And uh, right. I mean, this guy's the inventor of the uh, uh, mRNA vaccine, and he warned against it. Uh, you know, finally at the bottom of his warning, talking about the blood-brain barrier. I don't really uh, mm -hmm. know what that is, but it, it certainly. Mm -hmm sounds uh sounds dangerous could, could you speak a little bit about uh what dr malone has has been doing well the thing is we've never made a vaccine like the way they've made the covid19 vaccines okay right. this is a brand new technology and certainly dr malone knows all about that technology and the and the <laughs> the risks associated with it which is why he's speaking out uh, this is a this. Some people call this a. Uh, I call it a cell disruptor biological because it, it disrupts the way that the cell functions. And as far as the blood-brain barrier is concerned, you know there are a number of vaccines that are on the market. Most notably, pertussis vaccine, which injured my son. The whole cell pertussis vaccine, and he reacted to that in 1980 when he was two and a half years old. Uh, that that had toxins in it that crossed the blood-brain barrier, 
and caused brain inflammation and encephalopathy, oh. and that's what happened to my son. Now, he was lucky. He, he, was, he was left with multiple learning disabilities and attention deficit disorder. He had to be in a special ed classroom throughout his public school education, but he was not left severe and profoundly brain damaged. And what we're seeing with this COVID-19 vaccine is that you can have very serious reactions like blood clots, Uh, If you have a blood clot that goes to the brain, it will basically, you can die, or you can have severe brain damage. Um, There's there's this this spike protein that is in this vaccine is is the same spike. It's a the spike protein is also, of course, this COVID-19 virus, which we all know now pretty are pretty sure was a man-made virus. It was created in a lab in China right. with we think with NIH funding which of course is very disturbing uh, but at any rate you so say you have some people say it was created as a bioweapon so you know what does that make the vaccine uh, you know it's it's a very uh, untested they only tested it for about six months prior to giving the companies an emergency use authorization to distribute it in this country under emergency use. And what people don't realize is if you react to this vaccine and become brain damaged or disabled or your loved one dies, there is no way to sue the manufacturers. Congress has given them complete and total liability protection. Nobody who gives the vaccine can be sued in a civil court of law. Nobody is accountable financially or or in any way for what happens if you are harmed or your loved one is harmed. This This is why this coupled with this mandate that is basically throwing people out of their jobs. I mean, you know, people aren't going to be able to make a living and pay their rent and, and, and buy food for their families because they're making this a condition of employment. This is absolutely – the word cruel was used a few minutes ago. It, this is very cruel, and it's yeah, immoral. It was, no, it really is. And, and, and Barbara, really quick, um, so what I'm hearing is that ultimately – the United States Supreme Court is going to knock some of these mandates down uh, as a violation of rights, the violation of law uh, that we're entitled to, if you will, under the Constitution. Uh, what are your thoughts on that, not only at the federal level, but also at the state level? Uh, that's, but we find a lot of kickback from governors that are saying, you're not going to do that in my state. It's not happening. Uh, give me your thoughts on that, and what is the likelihood mm-hmm. of something like that happening? Well, here's the thing. In this country, vaccine laws, public health laws, are basically state laws. The federal government has authority over the exterior borders of our country and also interstate commerce, borders between states. But but the 1905 Supreme Court decision, Jacobson versus Massachusetts, affirmed the constitutional authority of the states – to the state legislatures to mandate vaccines. What this gov- federal government is trying to do right now, this administration, is they're trying to go around and they're mm-hmm. trying to say, well, we can issue a federal mandate, but they're doing it very cleverly by saying to the, to, saying through rulemaking authority, they're saying, okay, businesses over 100 employees, you have to show that your employees have had the vaccine or, or are going to be tested. Now, the executive branch of the government, you know, if you work for the executive branch of the federal government, you don't, you can't get tested. They're just saying that you get the vaccine or you're, you're fired. 
So wow. that's why that also applies to the military, the U.S. military, and of course, yes. healthcare workers. The poor healthcare workers are totally being uh, oppressed. So, but here's the deal: NVIC, my organization, when we've been around since 1982, um, we in 2010 created something called the NVIC Advocacy Portal at nvicadvocacy.org. We've been working in the states with state legislators, and we've been educating them about the whole issue of voluntary vaccination, that we have to have informed consent protections in these laws. Because we've been working for more than a decade on this, 20 states in this country passed laws this year to prohibit a COVID vaccine mandate or these vaccine passports. So what's coming? A train crash is coming between the state and the federal government. And I'm not, I'm very nervous about the Supreme Court. I don't know what the Supreme Court is going to do because of Jacobson, the 1905 Supreme Court decision, this utilitarian decision that said that the states can mandate smallpox vaccines. And, of course, since then, it's we've now up to 69 doses of 16 vaccines that the children are supposed to get between day of birth and age 18. That's triple the numbers of vaccinations the federal government recommended, you know, 35 years ago. So every single time that the companies create a new vaccine for children, it's automatically added to the state mandates. I'm hoping that what's happened this year with COVID-19 vaccines and the pushback that we're seeing from the people and the outrage we're seeing is going to help us in the states get informed consent protections for all vaccines because we really, this is a human rights issue because informed consent to medical risk taking is a human right. That means you have the right to have full information about the benefits and risks of a medical intervention like a pharmaceutical product, which a vaccine is, and be able to make a voluntary decision without being coerced or, or punished for the decision you make. And that cake, that tradition comes out of the Nuremberg uh, Tribunal, that the doctor's trial at Nuremberg after World War II, when the argument by the scientists and doctors there was that we were just following orders and we were experimenting, experimenting on people for the greater good of society and the advancement of science. And the, mm-hmm. and, the, and the judges said, that is an, a pseudo-ethic. You can't, you can't say that some can be sacrificed for the rest. That's not a moral public policy. But that's exactly what we're seeing right now. No, we're seeing the right. writing off of people's lives as expendable in this, this greater good argument, this community, collectivist community argument. But every individual yep. life matters Every person's That's life right. is valuable. Has been our position, and you don't write people off, especially Period. when you haven't done the science to find out who's at high risk, so you can screen them out. You don't just throw right. people under the bus. You well, know, it's, it's, it's equal to throwing people away. And the, we already had a problem, and we have a problem in this country where life has been devalued. Whether you're dealing yes. with whether you're dealing with George Floyd, where you're dealing with other people uh, that are dying in our streets, we've already got a culture uh, that's pretty solid on life doesn't matter. Then you bring a pandemic no. where people are fearful. People are trying to figure out what is going on, and the misinformation, President Biden, is not the misinformation from people uh, like Barbara or people uh, that are standing up against the right 
uh, not having the right to choose. The misinformation comes from the White House to say it's safe. Every I can't watch a sporting event without a retired athlete coming on telling somebody that the vaccine is safe. You know why? Because that, that's what fills stadiums. So if you don't have athletes coming out saying it's safe or news reporters as far as sports reporters, the stadiums remain empty. They're not going to do that. Mm-hmm. I've seen exactly the opposite this year, that the stadiums in all sporting events have been absolutely packed uh, because I think people are rebelling against somebody telling them what to do. Hold mm-hmm. that thought, Barbara. I'm going to get your thoughts on that. We have a caller. Shantaria, you're on the line with AJC Radio. You're live. Go ahead, please. Yes. Hi. I just wanted to make a few statements because I work in um, a healthcare industry, but I work on the IT side. But a lot of the times I see emails come through, um, even with our personal information, they're like, hey, there's raffles for flights, there's raffles for this, for that. If you take the vaccine, if you get it done by such and such date. And it's just crazy to me because, you know, that's that's supposed to be your personal information. That's my business, realistically. Like, bottom line, that's going to be my business. That's going to be my choice. Now, if I don't want to take it because I see millions and thousands of people dying, I feel like that's the right choice. And so my, I was talking to my boss about this whole thing with my physician because it is at risk. You know, if I still continue to not take the vaccine, I have to do weekly tests. And even for my other coworkers who do have the vaccine and I've taken it multiple times, they also have to do weekly tests. So I don't make, it doesn't make sense to me how this is supposed to be safe. This is supposed to be secure, and yet we're still being tested literally twice a week. We're still being promoted to take the vaccine all across the board, and it's it's just going to continue for however long. And I was talking to my boss, and he said, well, if you leave because you don't take the vaccine, um, it's going to be a willful resignation. And I looked at him dead in the face, and I said, okay, then. That's exactly what it's going to have to be because, realistically, I'm not going to put my job or, realistically, my body at risk for a job. There's going to be another position there. Mm-hmm. There's going to be another place. I cannot afford, I mean, realistically, what I hear is either you potentially die so that you can keep this job, so that you can keep this pay, or we'll let you go. And I'm like, well, let me go then, because realistically, I don't want to die. I don't think so. I, I personally don't think so. Well, I appreciate no, your that's, call. That's right. <laughs> That is what all Americans need to reflect upon the fact that this is not about a pandemic. It's about freedom. This is about whether or not we're going to have the right in this country to make independent decisions about medical risk-taking or whether we're going to have the government tell us what we, can, what we have to put in our bodies. And by the way, the other thing this is about is this electronic surveillance. Because everybody who gets tested or gets gets a shot is being is being put into an electronic tracking system, and if you, you if you peel the layers back of this, this is a lot about money. It's about control, but it's a lot about money. The public-private partnerships that have been been put in place with the blessing of Congress over the last 40 years, the public-private partnerships between the federal agencies and the pharmaceutical companies and the medical organizations, this is, this is why we're seeing happen what we're seeing. And it's been a long time, they've been a long time building it. But if they can surveil you, if they can give you a, a number and they can track you, then they will be able to, to, to track you in terms of your banking accounts, your, your ability to buy a house. They, you're gonna, we're going to be imprisoned. We're going to be like slaves. 
And we absolutely cannot allow this to happen in this country. And the time is now. And I am so you know, I look at an athlete like, uh, and I'm hoping I'm pronouncing this right, Kyrie Irving with the Nets, I believe, who is has made statements that he is not, he is not going to give up his right to autonomy. He is going to stand for the right to be able to make a choice about this vaccine. And he said he was standing up for all the people who are being oppressed, who are being, whose jobs are being taken from them because they've made a medical decision that doesn't conform with the government policy. And I admire people like that. It's going to take a lot of people in this country doing that in order for us to get out of this. No, I agree with you. Kyrie Irving has suffered huge hate speech. Uh, from people, prominent people in the world of sports, uh, coming out uh, and attacking him, uh, including, including uh, Stephen A. Smith uh, with ESPN, a complete tyrant. Coward. Uh, a coward, because you know what? He's making $10 million a year, okay? So you better get that shot because uh, we got the Brooklyn, the Brooklyn Nets have a team to run. Well, I have a life to live. Mm-hmm. What good is it me to write a contract with any sports organization? You should not be penalized because a pa- nobody foresaw a pandemic coming when that contract was signed. Nobody saw vaccinations going out and becoming mandated. And New York and California, those sports teams, the Golden State Warriors, as well as the New York, the Brooklyn Nets, and I don't know if it falls to the New York Knicks, uh, those teams are under fire by uh, the local government. The governor uh, is saying you will do this and they're implementing that with owners and talk the same thing that good old Joe Biden is doing from Washington. They're all speaking the same language. Barbara, I, I was told before we brought you on the air, I'm gonna let you respond. Are you okay on time? I wanna be respectful of your time if you have to go. No, I'm okay. Um, I, yeah. uh, you know, this is about freedom of choice. This is about making a decision. It's not about saying there shouldn't be any vaccines. It's not about telling other people not right. to get vaccinated. It's not a, it's about education, about being informed and being able to make an informed consent decision. Yes. That's all we've ever asked for at NVIC and yet we're painted as anti-vax. Many That's of right. our supporters have vaccinated and will continue to use other vaccines. But they don't want to be forced. And I think That's that right. the government has made a big, big mistake in in enforcing because what that has done is alerted a lot of people to the fact that there's something wrong with the system. If you have to force people, there's something wrong. Absolutely right. Barbara, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to bring you back. Uh, And again, I'm going to be respectful of your time. We'll hit a couple of more points. uh, And then we're going to definitely give you an opportunity because you are the on the East coast, correct? I am. Okay, and we're going to make sure we're going to be respectful of that. So I want to get, when we bring you back, I want to get your closing thoughts, if we could, on how do we get out of this? How do Mm -hmm. we go forward? Because I'll tell you what, the forecast doesn't look quite sunny right now. It looks bad, and it looks like it's getting worse. And it looks to me we have coming thunderstorms headed to this situation. Mm -hmm. I'm going to get your thoughts on that. This is Agency Radio, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Barbara Lowe Fisher, giving a perspective that takes courage to do so. We salute you, Barbara, and we salute all those that are standing up along with Kyrie Irving, athletes everywhere saying, I have a right to choose. This is AJC Radio. We'll be right back. 
When does it stop being partly cloudy and start being partly sunny? Why is the word abbreviation so long? Are English muffins just muffins in England? Why is it called a washing line and not a drying line? Do fish get thirsty? If ghosts can walk through doors, why don't they fall through floors? Do you yawn when you sleep? If prunes are dried plums, how do they make prune juice? Why do doctors leave the room when you change? They're going to see you naked anyway. Do Borchess wear hairnets? How much deeper would the ocean be if all the sponges were taken out? Do you believe someone who says they're a chronic liar? Why is sandwich bread square and sandwich meat round? Life's full of hard questions. Ask one more. You might just save a life. Ladies and gentlemen, can I ask you a question? Did you know that there are over 2.4 million people behind bars in the United States? I'll ask you one more question. Were you aware that that is the highest number of people behind bars in the entire world? The United States makes up of only 5% of the world's population but we have over 25% of the world's prison population. America prides itself on being the most advanced and progressive nation on earth. However, sadly, we are also the world's most archaic. I'm gonna give you a personal invitation to get involved with the fight against mass incarceration. Take a few moments to call one 855-529-4252. That is a just cause. And we fight for justice. Again, call a just cause today. Don't delay. Call 1-855-529-4252. It is time, and I say high time, that we take America's incarceration seriously. Won't you join us? Call today. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to AJC Radio tonight as we have journeyed down a road that is troubling. The forced vaccination push campaign, whatever you want to call it, is completely out of control. I'm so honored tonight to have 
co-founder and president of National Vaccine Information Center, Barbara Lowe Fisher, uh, giving some clear and informative information uh, that should be taken seriously. Uh, I read her resume uh, in part uh, earlier, and I'll tell you what, we couldn't be more privileged and honored to have her on this show uh, with her expertise regarding such a very important topic. Barbara, you back with us? I am with you. Thank you so much. Uh, I can't say enough. I think what we've heard tonight on this show uh, is information that the American people are entitled to hear. Um, and they're not hearing it. That's the problem. Uh, it's not being talked about as it should be. Everything is that the uh, kumbaya joining hands and, and going down the street in a group to endorse a vaccine that is dangerous. But we're, we're turning our eyes to, away from that and dealing with a false narrative when it comes to this vaccine. So your perspective is very much appreciated, Barbara. Let me, well, I, I thank share you so much. You. Yes, go ahead. I'd like to just leave a couple of uh, factual points here. Uh, okay. This this uh, virus, as bad as it has been, still has a less than one percent mortality infection mortality ratio. Uh, when you look at other diseases like smallpox, that was a thirty percent infection mortality ratio. Uh, diphtheria, five to ten percent. Uh, there are many other diseases that have had a much more, a greater mortality uh, associated with it, and I'm not diminishing the, the numbers of people who have died. It, it, you know, obviously any death is important, but we do have to put things in perspective. The other thing about this vaccine is that the CDC has acknowledged that this vaccine was developed to prevent hospitalization and death. Uh, it was not symptoms, I'm sorry, symptoms of COVID-19 disease that would lead to uh, serious complications and hospitalizations and death. The, the companies did not prove that the vaccine uh, prevented infection and transmission. That's why you're seeing these breakthrough cases in fully vaccinated people. Fully vaccinated people can still get infected and transmit. And why is this important to keep in mind? Because these mandates are being predicated on a false assumption. And that is that if you get vaccinated, you can't get infected and transmit. This is even more reason to have this be a choice vaccine. Uh, yes. So, but, but when it comes to what can we do to protect our rights to make a choice, I think we've taken our freedom for granted in America. I think that we have assumed that we would, this would never happen here that we wouldn't have oppression, that we wouldn't have a government telling us what, what to put in our bodies. And I think that what we need to do is work the system. That's what MBIC has done. I believe that if you get in there and have get, create personal relationships with every level of government, anybody who you vote to elect, whether it be a school board member or a sheriff or a city council person, uh, a state legislator, you need to contact them and, and tell them how you feel about informed consent and the right to make a choice and, and about fundamental freedoms, that you want your civil liberties protected. If we do not hold our officials accountable, the people we elect, we, we aren't, they pass the laws and regulations. If we don't like what they do, we can vote them out. But we can't right. just be apathetic and think that liking something on Facebook is taking action. That's not taking action. 
we have to get involved. And I also believe in nonviolent civil disobedience if it comes to that. I think about the civil rights movement because I'm from the 60s. And I remember the sit-downs. I remember the, yes. that Martin Luther King led uh, an amazing movement in this country, and he did it because he did it on nonviolent uh, civil disobedience. I believe that if we have to do that, we need to do that here on this issue. I agree with you 100%, Barbara. Please thank you so very much. Uh, I'd love to have you back. If you need a platform, if TV says, no, we don't want Barbara, uh, AJC Radio will have you anytime. Uh, I'd love show. to come back. You're you're my kind. Of, I mean, you say it like it is, and I, there are so many shows I do where I can't say it like it is, and so I appreciate your giving me the opportunity here. And we appreciate you, Barb. We'll be in touch. We're going to post some of your contact information online. If people need to get a hold of you, if people need to reach you, uh, is that okay? Or do you? We'd like to let them know what you're doing. So uh, whatever you tell us to put out there, we'll put. If you want stuff re- refrained from out there, just let me know. And we'll definitely uh, uh, put it and cater it to your liking, okay? That would be great. We have three websites, and uh, okay. NVIC.org, NVICadvocacy.org, and TheVaccineReaction.org, which is a journal newspaper that we put out weekly. So there's different okay. ways to connect with us and follow us. Okay. Thank you so much, and we'll be in touch. Stay safe out there and continue do, the, really doing the good fight. We appreciate it so much. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Okay. Have a good evening. You have it, uh, Robert Lowe Fisher. I'll tell you what uh, is definitely um, saying it like it is. What are your thoughts on our guest? You know, she she's extremely well informed, and I tell you, what she was giving us was meaningful information that you know our listeners really need to hear. The thing that that really stood out to me was she touched on a point. She was talking about. You can't if you take it. You have nobody to sue. There's nobody to say, "Hey, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm ailing." I, I, you know, and someone to take responsibility for. And that was one of the the things I, I wanted to ask her was because you know you listen to the commercials, the medical commercials, you hear side effects, maybe nausea, allergy, drowsiness, so forth and so on. You don't get this. You don't get the the president saying you really need to take the, va- the vaccine. Side effects may be this. You, we don't know. Listen, the reason you're not getting that from Mr. Biden, he has an agenda. That is to close the deal. He wants to be the unsung hero of COVID-19. So if he gets everybody vaccinated and there's no negative with it, he is hailed a hero that he fixed the situation that was not on his watch, that was on the former administration's watch. He came in as Superman and saved the day. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. And uh, to me, if that's what you're about, why are you in the why are you in the White House? If that's what matters to you versus the honesty with the American people, you are culpable in some way of your... Uh, reckless narrative. You're culpable in some way to the people that have trusted what you're saying. We said the entire time of the former administration, be careful what you say. Words matter. Things count. Be careful what you put out there. Was he absent that day? Because you come right behind the former
former administration. And you start pushing a safe narrative that people said, well, if President Biden said it, it must be good. You cannot have it both ways. You want to attack your predecessor, your, your, the former president and his administration for doing what you said was the same thing. But then on your watch, I'm not obligated to, to have that, that responsibility. How do you think that's going to work with the American people? How's that going to work? Go ahead, Samson. Well, there's, the problem with this is, that we've, as we pointed out throughout the entire show, is that the, the profitability on this vaccine is astronomical. It's through the roof. But the accountability that's associated with this, uh, this vaccine is absolutely zero. And to your point, I mean, if he is mandating it as the, you know, president of the United States, to, like you said, is he now culpable to all those people for, that have died? Is he culpable for murder? They'll never. They're going to never say that. Oh no! But I mean, you think about it. You're, he, they're doing what the president told them to do, and then they die. He is, he, he is ordering them to take this vaccine, and they die. Why is he not guilty of murder? They're not going to do it. The politics won't allow it. The politics will not allow that. That's unfortunate. But again, if the order of mandate with federal employees, the military. So you say you have to take it. Somebody goes in, a sergeant, a master sergeant or lieutenant or colonel, whatever rank it might be, and they say, you're ordered. This comes from the desk of the president of the United States. If you go into that office and begin and get vaccinated against your will, really, but because you have a family to feed, you have bills to pay. I agree with you wholeheartedly. You are culpable if death happens, if uh, uh, you become paralyzed, if that happens, as David reported in some of some of these vaccines. If that happens, you may not like it. You're culpable because it it started with you. You take the good, you take the bad. As the president of the United States, if your voice put it out there. You have to deal with it. That's why that office is so critically important. Now, conversely, on that side of the of the, the same coin, what is he going to do if, rather than the, all these service members saying, "Hey, I'm going to do what the president orders," no, you can kick me out. What happens to America's fighting You're force? What happens to our superiority in military around the globe? Listen, you have an uptick in deaths from the vaccine, which we're having. They're simply not reporting. This is why I believe I have nothing against Mr. Biden as a person, as the president of the United States. What you are asking to be done is reckless. It is reckless. And if the military suffers and they say, so you have an uptick of military service to begin to die after this vaccine, people want to live. What are you going to do if the military of the United States becomes weakened because of your agenda, because of your mandate? Well, what's strange about that, they didn't have any – the media didn't have problems uh, blaming Trump for the death of people at the Capitol during, during the so-called insurrection. Now – but no, the media, they're not on, on Biden for 
the deaths that are occurring from COVID, right? In fact, they're not even reporting deaths uh, related to COVID. So it, it's, a, it's a double standard. It is. It's a sick world. Because yeah, I tell you what, guys, look, and I take, please, please hear me. I take nothing away from the insurrection. That was a tragedy in this country that will never be forgotten. For words and reckless uh, speech or whatever was said that perhaps motivated others to go and act in a way, way out of character for, and, and really an act of killing and violence, we do not endorse that. And wherever that comes from, I don't care if it's Trump, his cabinet, whoever, it should not have happened. I equally say, and to David's point, you can't have it both ways. They said why the president did nothing about COVID, Biden said. But you come in and do something to me, uh, in my opinion, more reckless. Not that the, not that the, the insurrection, but the handling of COVID, the handling of vaccinations. You did that even worse. I believe, because not only do you have people dying behind this vaccination, you have people being demonized. How many people will go home at night and say, you know what? Everybody hates me because I'm not vaccinated. Nobody wants to talk to me. They're calling me out. How many people will go home and say, you know what? I'll just end it. I'll just take my life. There are plenty of those that will do that. The military suicide rate in this country was already high. From former service members, current service members, now you tell them you take the vaccine that could kill you, and then all your service that you've given to this nation is goes out the window because Biden says we will keep you away from the unvaccinated. They are the enemy. They are animals. We will protect you from the unvaccinated. What message are you sending to those lives that are put on the line every day in our in our military service? That is reckless. It is wrong. It is the most horrible thing that I can think of to say at this moment on this topic. And President Biden should be ashamed of himself. Look in the mirror and say, I am no more than a hypocrite. To condemn one and I do the same thing. You're no better than President Trump at this point in, in history. You're no better. You're no better. That's true. William, go ahead. No, just real quick, because you talk about the military. I was talking to a young soldier. And he was forced with this dilemma. And basically, you're putting these guys who spent years in the military, some of them seen combat, and you're basically forcing them. You're saying, you either get the, get the vaccine or you will be dishonorably discharged. How do you do that? And, and it's, it's like, are you, are you kidding me? You're kidding me? So it's almost like you've, you're, you have disobeyed a willful order. It's almost like that. And this guy was troubled. He was troubled. He's a young, he's a young soldier. And, and and met him here and yet and you know stayed in touch with him and stuff like that. And he said, Will, what what do I do? What do I do? Well what about the soldiers, William, to this whole panel? That have served twenty years. And you be you will be dishonorably dishonored. And you know what that means to a soldier? Do you know what that does to a soldier? But the buck stops with President Biden. Make no mistake about it. We say go out and vote, get the right person in there. Is there a right person? He's definitely not the right no. person. This is a disgrace, guys. And you know us on this show, we tell it both sides. We tell it both ways. And it's our job to do so. AJC Radio, Just Cause Organizations, 
we will find injustice wherever we find it. And I don't care if it's at on Pennsylvania Avenue or on the hills of Congress. Wherever it is, we will call it out. That is our job. That is our duty. That is what we are here to do. And these are the conversations nobody wants to have. Well, he's the president. They had no problem with doing it to Trump. We're going to do it to any person. I don't care if you're Republican, Democrat, Independent, whatever you are. When you start doing this, we have a problem in this nation. I say pray for this country because it needs prayer without question. This is AJC Radio, ladies and gentlemen. A very special thank you and welcome again uh, uh, to co-founder president of the Na- of the National Vaccine Information Center, Barbara Lowe Fisher. What a dynamic young lady making a difference in the nation. This is AJC Radio. Two more shows before our winter break. Tune in and be safe. This is AJC Radio. Good night, America. Until next time.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.